Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh or the Hebrew Bible. Uh, give me a moment. I have a sermon I'm going to want to do, but I want to open in prayer. So let me open in prayer. Good, I petition you that you open eyes of the brothers and sisters that they are able to understand a lesson presented before them today. I pray that you reach into their hearts and touch it where it's able to make the right decision or whether or not they want to accept you as a Savior, salvation, and deliverance. I pray that they do, and I pray that they awaken into the new awakening to live by the Spirit. And I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. All right, now we're going into uh, uh, my sermon. If you give me a moment, I have to get my glasses. Hold on. The ministries are a salvation to us and a deliverance to us by obey by learning the laws of what is required by God. We're able to get salvation and deliverance from the Creator. But right here, if we don't pray, we have to pray in order to com- communicate with the Creator. Yeshua says if we pray to good, He will answer our prayers if they are in accordance with His wills. Psalms verse chapter 143 says, Hear my prayer, listen to my plea for mercy. So by petitioning good for mercy, we may acquire it. The book of Lamentations says we should get up, cry out in the night, and pray at the beginning of every... every watch. We should not hinder another from prayer or try to stop him. So what we want to do, we see here that we need prayer by these brothers and sisters of the past who prayed to good in order to receive salvation and deliverance, to receive mercy for things that were happening. We see that uh, they prayed to good uh, for the things they needed on a day-to-day basis, sustenance, many uh, food, shelter, clothing. They needed money for day-to-day expenses. These type of things they prayed for, and they received these things if they were in accordance with the uh, laws of good. And what I mean by in accordance, well, you just don't jump up and pray for a billion dollars and expect you're going to get it. If it's not within the uh, laws or uh, accordance of good. If we're praying that our son is sick and we want him to get well, that it's in accordance with the laws of good. So these type of prayers will be answered uh, if we pray in accordance with the law. But remember, you have to be doing what good says in order for him to hear your prayer. We want to establish a means of communication or bondage between ourselves and good. So by doing what he says, living by the Spirit, we are in union with Yeshua and him, And therefore, he will answer the prayers of his children. So don't forget that. It goes to say at uh, Acts 10, verse 4, Say an angel told Cornelius, 
Well, an angel told Cornelius, your prayer and acts of charity have gone up into God's presence or God's presence. So we see here that if you pray, God may hear your prayer and answer it, just as I've said before. We have to be in accordance with the laws of God, and we have to be doing what he says or trying to do so. Trying, And those things that hinder us back from doing what he says, we need to pray about those things. He'll eventually answer our prayer, but it may take some time. Like, I prayed for a house uh, 30 years ago to have my own house. Now I have it, and it's one that's been brand newly built, a brand new house built in 2014. I prayed for a new vehicle. I got a new vehicle. It took some time, but I got a new vehicle. So I, I, as a witness of this myself, I see that it may take some time, but good does hear our prayer, and he will eventually answer our prayer. So if you're in prison, don't give up on praying to good, because he will eventually answer your prayer. Every member of the congregation or believer prayed to good. It says at Acts 16, verse 25, Shua and Silo were praying and singing hymns to God. Then because of this prayer, good freed them from prison. So we see here these brothers, uh, Shaw, Shaw and Shilla, were praying to God. And he delivered them from uh, their uh, problem, which was prison. They were in prison because they were speaking the word of God. So we want to remember this. And we want to remember in our day-to-day lives, by speaking the word of God, even if we're in prison, God will have us to minister there, but yet he will free us. Remember that. He doesn't let us stay in bondage or trouble but it may take some time, but eventually he'll do so. Remember, patience is a virtue. Shual kneeled down with the congregation and prayed. It says in Acts chapter 30, verse 36. It says, Paul at Romans chapter 1, verse 9, prayed to see, to be able to visit the different congregations. And Paul was able to do so, to visit globe-wide the different congregations and brothers and sisters. As we read about Paul in the history of uh, the Bible, of the New Testament, or Shual. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4, For everything created by God is good, and nothing received with thanksgiving needs to be rejected because the word of good and prayer made it holy. So we see here the word of good has made praying a holy manifestation. And we see that those things that are prayed for or received with thanksgiving need And nothing received with thanksgiving needs to be rejected. So if something is uh, ordained by the Creator within his means uh, uh, or within his laws, these things are considered holy and they uh, are not to be rejected. And they are not even rejected by the Creator himself. So remember that. He goes to say Second Timothy chapter one verse three, I give thanks to God whom like my forebears 
I worship with a clean conscience as I regularly remember you in my prayers night and day. So remember good in your prayers night and day. You want to pray to him night and day and not forget him not once. You want to remember to read your Bible every day and not to stray off from reading it. And you want to read it several times because we are under attack by Satan on a day-to-day basis. He comes and goes as we pray and we draw close to the Creator, or we read our Bibles, or we start taking in accurate knowledge by studying the Word of God. So these things uh, 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 repel Satan. But he comes back, and he will flee, and he'll come back. And he tries us every day with something new or something old, some old trick of his. And we have to be wise to recognize Satan's attacks, too. But what we want to do is stay close to the Creator by praying to Him on a day-to-day basis. All right, that is it for my sermon, and now I go into the reading. It goes to say at Leviticus chapter 10, But Nadab and Avihu, sons of Ahor, and each took his censer, put fire in it, laid incense on it, and off unauthorized fire before good, something he had not ordered them to do. At this fire came forth from the presence of good and consumed them, so that they died in the presence of good. Moshe said to Ahor, and this is what good said. So we see here, that back in the day when they were offering up sacrifices, that there was a thing thing of unauthorized sacrifice. Meaning, remember, the family of Ahoran were the only ones to offer up sacrifice. But if they were to do something that was not authorized by good, and there was no reasoning for offering a sin sacrifice, then that meant uh, good may possibly take your life or plague you. And this is what happened to the brothers here in Nadav and Avihu, sons of Ahoran. So we go to see, through those who are near me, I will be consecrated, and before all the people I will be glorified. This is good speaking here to Moses. Ahoran kept silent. Moshe called Michelle and Elzaphan sons of Uziel, Horan's uncle, and told them, come here and carry your cousins away from in front of the sanctuary to a place outside the camp. <clears throat> they approached and carried them in their tunnocks out of the camp, as Moshe had said. Then Moshe told Horan and his son Elazar and Itamar, don't unbind your hair or tear your clothes in mourning so that you won't die and so that that good won't be angry with the entire community. Rather, let your kinsmen, the whole house of Israel, mourn because of the destruction good brought about with his fire. Moreover, don't leave the entrance to the tent of meeting or you will die because good anointing oil is on you. So we see here another commandment given to the brothers because they carry the anointing oil on them. They were not to leave the tent of meeting. And because of the mishap of the brothers, uh, Nadav and Avihu, they weren't to mourn them but let the 
community mourn their, their death because uh, Moshe didn't want to see good uh, do away with them because of mourning for evildoers. So remember that in our life. We shouldn't mourn for a person who's been corrected by good. Good said to a horn, Don't drink any wine or other intoxicating liquor, neither you nor your sons with you, when you enter the tent of meeting so that you will not die. This is to be a permanent regulation to all your generation, so that you will distinguish between the holy and the common and between the unclean and the clean, so that you will teach the people of Israel all the laws good as told them through Moshe. Moshe said to Aharon and to Elazar and Etamar, his remaining sons, Take the grain offering left from the offering for good made by fire, and eat it without leaven next to the altar, because it is especially holy. Eat it in a holy place, because it is you, it because it is your and your sons share the offerings for good made by fire. For this is what I have been ordered. The brass that was waved and the thigh that was raised, you are to eat in a clean place, you and your sons and your daughters with you. For these are given as your and your children's share of sacrifices of peace offerings presented by the people of Israel. They are to bring the raised thigh and wave breast along with the offerings of fat made by fire, and wave as your wave offering before God. Then it will belong to you and your descendants with you as your perpetual share, as good has ordered. Then Moshe carefully investigated what had happened to the goat of the sin offering and discovered that it had been burned up. He became angry with Elisha and Atomah, the remaining sons of Ahorah, and asked, Why didn't you eat the sin offering in the area of the sanctuary, since it is especially holy? He gave it to you to take away the guilt of the community to make atonement for them before good. Lucas' blood wasn't brought into the sanctuary. You should have eaten it there in the sanctuary as or as I ordered. A whore and even though they offered their sin offering and burnt offerings today, things like these have happened to me. If I had eaten a sin offering today, would I would it have pleased good? On hearing this reply, Moses was satisfied. Good said to Moshe and Aharon, Tell the people of Israel, these are the living creatures which you made among all the land animals. Any that has a separate hoof, which is completely divided, and choose to cut. These animals you may eat, but you are not to eat those that only chew the cud and only have a separate hoof. For example, the camel, the carne, and the hare are unclean for you because <clears throat> they chew the cud but don't have a separate hoof, while the pig is unclean for you because, although it has a separate and completely divided hoof, it doesn't chew the cud. You are not to eat meat from these or touch their carcasses. They are unclean for you. Of all the things that live in the water, you may eat these. Anything in the water that has fins and scales, whether in seas or in rivers, these may you may eat.
But everything in the seas and rivers without both fins and scales of all the small water creatures and of all the living creatures in the water is a detestable thing for you. You, these will be detestable for you. You are not to eat their meat, and you are not, and you are to detest their carcasses. Whatever lacks fins and scales in the water is detestable for you. So that stands for octopuses. We're not to eat octopuses. The following creatures of the air are to be detestable for you. They are not to be eaten. They are a detestable thing. The eagle, the vulture, the osprey, the kite, various kinds of buzzards, the various kinds of ravens, the ostrich, the street child, the seagull, and various kinds of hawks. Little owl, the camarant, great owl, the horned owl, the pelican, the barn owl, the stork, the the various kinds of herons, and hoppo, and the bat. All winged swarming creatures that go on for are a detestable thing for you, except that all winged creatures, swimming swarming creatures, that go on all fours. You may eat those that, you have, that have jointed legs above their feet, enabling them to jump off the ground. Specifically of these, you may eat the various kinds of locusts, grasshoppers, cadets, and crickets. But other than that, all winged swarming creatures having four feet are a detestable thing for you. <clears throat> the following will make you unclean. Whoever touches the carcass of them will be unclean until evening. And whoever picks up any part of their carcasses to wash his clothes and be unclean until, until evening. Every animal that has a separate but incompletely divided hoof or that doesn't chew the cud is unclean for you. Anyone who touches them will be unclean, become unclean. Whatever goes on its paws among all animals that go on all fours is unclean, is unclean for you. Whoever touches its carcass will be unclean until evening, and whoever picks, it, uh, picks up his carcass is to wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. These are unclean for you. <clears throat> the following The following are unclean for you among the small creatures that swarm on the ground. <clears throat> the weasel, the mouse, the various kinds of lizards, the gecko, the land cracker, the skink, the sand lizard, and the chameleon. They are unclean, crawling creatures. Whoever touches them when they are dead will be unclean until evening. Anything of, one, of which one of them falls when dead be, will become unclean. Wooden utensil, article of clothing, leather, sacking. Any utensil used for work, it must be put in water, and it will be unclean until evening, then it will be clean. <clears throat> if one of them falls into a clay pot, whatever is in it will become unclean, and you are to break the pot. Any food permitted to be eaten that water from such a vessel gets on will become unclean and any permitted liquid in such a vessel will become unclean. Everything on which any carcass part of theirs falls will become unclean. Whether oven or stove, it is to be broken in pieces. They are unclean and will be unclean for you. 
Although a spring or cistern from firm collecting water remain clean. <clears throat> so that we're talking about here if their carcasses was found in a spring or a cistern of water or a lake or river or something like that, the river is still clean. But anyone who touches one of their carcasses will become unclean. If any carcass part of theirs falls on any kind of seed to be sown, it is clean. But if water is put on the seed and the carcass part of theirs falls on it, it is unclean for you. If an animal of a kind that you are permitted to eat dies, whoever touches his carcass will be unclean until evening. A person who eats meats from his carcass or carries his carcasses to wash his clothes, he will be unclean until evening. Any creature that swarms on the ground is a detestable thing. It is not to be eaten. Whatever moves on its stomach goes on all fours or has many legs. All creatures that swarm on the ground, you are not to eat them because they are a detestable thing. You are not to make yourselves detestable with any of these swarming, crawling creatures. Do not make yourselves unclean with them. Do not defile yourselves with them. For I am good, your God, therefore consecrate yourselves and be holy. For I am holy, and do not defile yourselves with any kind of swarming creature that moves along the ground. For I am good, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Therefore you are to be holy, because I am holy. Such then is the law concerning animals, flying creatures, all living creatures that move about in the water, and all creatures that swarm on the ground. It is purposes to distinguish between the unclean and the clean, between the creatures that may be eaten and those that may not be eaten. So we see here there was a thing of touching the carcasses of things that were deceased that were already pronounced as unclean or detestable. And these things the brothers or sisters weren't to eat, nor were they to take uh, part in touching, or even if the water had poured on it and the water was to pour on them, they were unclean because of that. So we see here good said about certain things and provisions for the brothers and sisters to understand his laws that certain things were to remain a detestable thing, unclean, or just not uh, permitted by God's law because they were unclean. All right, now going to the vocabulary. Good House 1968 wasn't getting any hits anyway. You guys weren't going there. So if you want the Hebrew alphabet sent to you, give me a call at uh, 574 573-7779 or 312-925-9887 and I'll send you a copy of the Hebrew alphabet for the words that I'm going over because the only thing I'm doing is just calling off the letters of the spelling. And here we are. On... Our first letter is Aleph, Dalet, Mem, and Hey, and that means City and Vale of Siddam. 
our next word is our left the let and mem and that means tawny. Our next word is our left our let mem and it has a T under our left and two dots under dilet and it means be red. Our next word is uh, spelled our left dilet uh, mem dilet and then again mem and it means reddish and it has uh, three dots under our left three three dots under dilet two dots under mem and a T under dilet and it means reddish. Going further, uh, this means Lord, and it's our left, our left, our left, Yod, and Vav, and it means Lord, with a T under our left. Excuse me, that is our left, the left, yod, and uh, vav, and it means Lord. So now we have the spelling for those, and we go on. Wide or great, our left, the left, the left, it means wide or great. T on our left and three dots on the dilet. Our Lord, my Lord has arisen. Our left, our left. Beth, Yod, our left, Mem. Means, uh, my Lord is exalted. Our left, our left, Beth, Yod, Quaff, and Mem, my Lord has arisen. And there are two dots on our, our left, a dot on the bet, and a T on the quaff. We have wide or great, our left, our let, our let. It means wide or great, with a T on our left and three dots on the dilet. So, if you need the vocabulary, what you the, the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet, what you will need to uh, put these words together and know the meaning of them, just give me a call at uh, again three one two nine two five nine eight eight seven or five seven four seven zero three seven 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 nine, and I'll send you a copy for free of the alphabet. All right, let me share a prayer, and I'll be leaving you. Good, I petition that the brothers and sisters enact upon the offer to receive the alphabet so that they're able to learn the Hebrew language and to learn the uh, the Hebrew Bible, written in Hebrew as it is. And uh, this I want to go over with them so they have to know 
what I'm saying in order to be able to understand. I pray that you open the hearts of the brothers and sisters, open the minds, open their mind of understanding of your word, and teach them your word through the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, so that the brothers may be able to understand and interpret. I praise this and you direct their steps. In the name of Yeshua, amen. <laughs> 